Well, hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. On our podcast today, we'll head to Toronto and visit the Chelsea Hotel Toronto, see what it's like to spend a few days there. Plus, we'll talk with our good friend Kenny Fan from Silk Holidays about planning a trip to Japan. If you've never been like me, it's probably a good idea to have someone guide you around and have a few things planned before you go. But I want to start our podcast talking about what I think a lot of us just kind of take for granted, and that's airport transfers. We don't really think about it until we arrive at our destination, and then it's sort of an afterthought. And there's lots of choices, so you want to make sure you're getting your money's worth. So to help us out, we're joined now by Steve Romaine. He is the founder of Transfers to Go. The website is transfers, the number two, go.com. Hi, Steve. Good morning, Randy. Uh, Well, when it comes to uh, transfers, airport transfers, I guess that's kind of your specialty with uh, Transfers to Go. So tell me about how that came about before we get into some general guidelines. Sure, Randy. So many years ago, um, you know, I do a lot of international traveling, and one of the, the hardest things that I find traveling, and um, I know this is reflected amongst many people that travel, is you book your airline ticket, you book your hotel first night or your resort, you book your, your dream vacation or your business trip. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that's missing is how do you get from the airport when you arrive after that long, long flight to your first night's hotel? And, you know, most people say, oh, just, just grab a taxi. Yeah. And this is, you know, it's the usual default. Or maybe I'm a little bit, you know, well, maybe I can, I can take the bus or maybe, you know, I can take the train or, you know, what are my options mm. available? And I have been frustrated and amongst so many other people I've talked to, frustrated because that part you can't really pre-plan as part of your trip. You get there, you're tired, you're hungry, you've gone through customs and immigration, you pick up your bag, you just want to have a shower, maybe a good meal, maybe a little nap. And you get, you know, you go out to that taxi line and suddenly, you know, numbers are being thrown around, no one's using meters, and you get to your hotel and you realize, wow, you know, I'm just doing the currency conversion. I just paid $50 for a five-minute ride. Yeah, no kidding, right? And, and, you, and you feel sick. You feel, oh, I've been ripped off. You know, first day on the, on the trip and you're ripped off. So wh- what I've done with the website is, you know, in select locations around the world, set it up so you can pre-book that ride from uh, airport to hotel or hotel to airport or airport to cruise boat terminal or wherever the case may be. Mm. And so, you know, you arrive, you go through customs immigration, you got your bag, you're tired, you just want to get there and there's a person standing there with your name and they say, come with me, we'll get you on the road fast and quick and off you go and it's all prepaid, you don't have to worry about anything and you are good to go and you you're relaxed and you just get there. It's just it's a really nice feeling when you get there and someone's there. Hi, how you doing? Yeah, go, right. <laughs> well, it is stress free. There are so many uh, variables, right? And when it comes to airport transfers in general, like you said, dep- depends on your destination, depends on where you're going, depends on like there's so many barriers too. There could be a language barrier, could be very busy international airport, or it could be just <laughs> oh, a small yes. one, right? So, so how do you how do you sort of how, is there some general guidelines that people can follow? Well, number one, um, you know, if you can research ahead of time, that's always great. Many, many cities around the world, especially from the taxi industry, but other places as well, there's scams to get you into the wrong form of transportation. So, for mm-hmm. example, I'll use Bangkok Airport. It's one of my, you know, I travel there a lot. And one of the things is you get out through all the mess of security and everything else. And you get there and people are yelling at you, taxi, I'll come here. I'll have a good price for you, sir. What, you know, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And you might feel, ah, it's great. I can bypass the taxi line. But you're going going off to, it's not a taxi you're going to anymore, it's some private vehicle, and you know there might be some more negotiation of what price you're really paying, so there's a danger component as well. You know, you've got to play it safe. You know, if you're going to go down, say, the taxi route or the official train route, 
figure it out on your own. Try not to trust anyone because a lot of people are trying to rip you off or mm-hmm. go to someone that looks like an official that's behind a counter or in an information booth. They're more likely to be able to help you out mm-hmm. with trying to find where you're trying to go. Yes. Well, there's other like other options too, like hotel shuttles. Some hotels offer uh, airport shuttles. There's Now there's Uber and Lyft and those things, so it yeah. even gets more confusing depending <laughs> on where you are, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, you know, that's one of the beauties of hotel shuttles, and I must admit that is a, almost a stress-free way. And they're not all over the world, and some of them do charge you a fee for the pickup. But, you know, if you travel to America, a lot of them are free around mm. the airport. And that's really great. You just sort of stand outside. You've got to find where you're supposed to stand. But, you know, you go stand on the curb, maybe wait for a few minutes, and there you go. The day's in, shuttle's there, and picks you up and off you go. I mean, that's... It, the beauty in that is, is you don't have to worry about that taxi or anything else. You just yeah. get on the shuttle. You might be waiting a few minutes, and then, of course, coming back to the airport equally as nice. You don't have to worry about, oh, how long, you know, is the guy going to show up, or how am I going to am I going to walk back to the airport or whatever? You just wait for the shuttle. A lot of the hotels coming back, they say, oh, at least every 30 minutes or something like that. So you've got to do a little planning, but that is another beautiful way of doing it. And I'll just speak briefly on Lyft and Uber and those other services. They, you know, they're coming into the place marketplace as well, and mm-hmm. I've used them in various places around the world and they're a really great option as well i've been actually very impressed with both companies and how quickly the driver shows up and mm-hmm. it's not everywhere though that's the problem like, that's you yeah. cannot it's not in every municipality you show up to but the places you have I, I encourage people to entertain that option um you know explore it's a little bit different but i really like how both of them are set up that everything's done on your smartphone ahead of time mm-hmm. you know and then after your ride is complete you rate the driver the driver has the option of rating you you can add a tip if you want to post ride it's really well set up Steve Romain founder of Transfers to Go use his company Transfers uh, the number 2 go.com is the website and it's uh, always a pleasure to chat Steve thank you thank you very much Randy Well, there's always lots to see and do in Toronto, and one hotel option located right in the heart of downtown Toronto is the Chelsea Hotel Toronto. So here now to tell us more about the Chelsea Hotel Toronto is Tracy Ford. She is the Director of Public Relations for the Chelsea Hotel Toronto. Hi, Tracy. Hi, and how are you today? Well, I'm, I'm battling, I am almost called you Chelsea there. I'm sure at one point in this interview, I'm going to call you Chelsea instead of Tracy. But That's okay. <laughs> the hotel name is Chelsea. I did. Well, I was That's just on your website, by the way, ChelseaToronto.com, and looked at the little video uh, to get an overall uh, view of, of what the Chelsea Toronto is about. But you tell me how long it's been part of Toronto and, and where is it located? Well, the hotel officially opened on October 15th, 1975. And we are located right downtown in the center of it all, to be honest. It's uh, one of our best assets is our location. It's very convenient for any guest that's coming into the city. Um, And uh, so we're really just steps away from the subway state, the college subway station, and we're just steps from the Toronto Eaton Centre. That usually helps people to, you know, get their bearings for downtown mm-hmm. Toronto. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess location, 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 as they say in real estate, eh? It's what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> so how many rooms, and describe some of the uh, room options that your guests have. Well, we are uh, the largest hotel in Canada, and we have 1,590 guest rooms. Wow. 
Yes. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. And well, a lot of people still don't know. There's a lot of people that do know, but yeah, a lot of people don't realize that we are the largest hotel in in Canada. Hmm. Um, and as far as rooms, we have a lot of different room types in this hotel, and we, you know, we have our Chelsea room and our deluxe room, which is pretty much a standard hotel room. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have club rooms, which are a little more spacious. Um, and they have a few extra privileges that go along with staying in uh, a club room, including access to a private um, club lounge. And we have suites as well. We have um, what we call studio kitchenettes, one-bedroom suites, and we have family fun suites. So all the suites have full kitchens, which is great for our guests that have you know, that are a long stay Mm -hmm. and um, or even, you know, for the family that wants to stay for a few nights with the with the kids, the family fun suite is really perfect for families because it's it's kind of an all in one accommodation. Mm -hmm. So you've got your you've got a room with a queen bed, a second room with a twin and a double Murphy bed, which is kind of cool. And um, a queen sofa in the living room. So you've, you know, it can accommodate a pretty decent sized family. Um, we do have a few extras in that suite, including a, there's like a kids' creative corner, a DVD player with an Xbox, with access to the video games. So it's it's a great uh, it's a great suite for families. Um, and then we do have some business suites. We have some fully and um, and modified accessible guest rooms for our guests that have disabilities. Mm, nice. Yeah. And um, so just to give you a little bit of um, an idea of what I mean about that is the bedroom, you know, the, the doors are a wider width. Mm-hmm. Um, we have safety bars, um, handheld shower heads, uh, you know, you roll away or roll into the to the shower um, and we have a lot of other extras that go along with that room, depending on whether you are, you know, if you're hearing impaired, mm-hmm. we have, you know, if, yeah. So we definitely cater to our guests with disabilities as well. Well, the phrase that uh, gets thrown around a lot is something for everyone, but uh, really you do have something for everyone in your hotel there. Yeah, we do. We uh, talk about have... some of the uh, nearby attractions. I know you said you're centrally located downtown. Uh, there's lots of things to see and do in Toronto, and, and I'm assuming that uh, your location, the, where it is, you can pretty much walk to wherever, wherever you have to go, or you have the uh, metro right there, right? Yeah, um, for sure. Um, one of the things that we offer our guests, all guests that stay with us, is we have a show your key and save program. And we've had this uh, for many years where um, we partner with a number of attractions in the city, such as uh, the Royal Ontario Museum, the Art Gallery, uh, Ripley's Aquarium, just to name a few. Mm-hmm. And on our website, if you go to um, to about the hotel, you'll see, you can scroll down and you can see show your key and save and you can see who all the partners are and what the offers are. Basically, in a nutshell, the guest shows their room key and they will get a discount. And it can be something like a percentage off, um, dollars off, 
two for one, just different things. It depends on the attraction themselves and what they have come up with as an offer for our guests. So mm-hmm. it's extra value. It's also our way of encouraging our guests to get out and explore the city. Uh, now, what are some of the amenities that you offer your guests that are staying within the confines of the Chelsea Toronto Hotel? Well, often the number one amenity um, that people are looking for is uh, is a complimentary Wi-Fi, and we offer complimentary Wi-Fi throughout the whole hotel. So there is no charge for that, and that is a big plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we've had in the last few years a couple of very significant upgrades. So we uh, we have a you know a pretty decent bandwidth. So um, you know kids are coming in and <laughs> and streaming the YouTube and <laughs> videos and things like that. Um, the other thing that we have in our hotel that makes us very unique is um, we have what you mentioned before is our family fun zone and it's on the second floor of the hotel and when you enter the family fun zone you're entering a lot of fun for (laughs) families we have um we have to start we have um the only indoor water slide and it's 130 feet of of uh, it's a corkscrew is what we call it nice and it's 130 feet of twisted fun um, we have a kids center, and the kids center is um, is great for kids ages about four to twelve. And we offer um, we have games, um, crafts, activities. They can watch movies. It's fully supervised. We do offer babysitting for a small fee, and we have live bunnies. Wow! Live bunnies. <laughs> so we have a couple of resident. Uh, resident bunnies that the kids just love to see. And um, and then we have a teen lounge called Club 33, and that is for our teenagers who don't want to be mixing with the little ones. So they have their own kind of hangout space. And um, there's Xbox, big uh, flat screen TVs, and then we have some other games that they can, like shuffleboard, and there's a pool table and you know, some other arcade-type games. They can charge their um, their, iP- their uh, iPhones mm-hmm. and their cell phones while they're there because we have a, a charging station in there. So it's great for them. All of it, all of it is complimentary to the guests nice. other than the babysitting. Yeah. That's really the only thing. Um, and for the summer months, we do a lot of extra uh, things in the family fun zone as well as in our lobby for our guests arriving um, on the weekends of the summer. We have um, often we would have some of our show your key and save partners come into the uh, into the lobby into the hotel and set up some sort of an interactive uh, display and um, it it basically it, when guests arrive. With their families, you know, we have face painting going on. We do, we give away popcorn. We have um, our own robot entertaining our guests, and uh, so there's it's it's a lot going on, but it keeps our guests, you know, busy while they're waiting to check in. And uh, it's a nice way to welcome welcome our guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have about thirty seconds to tell me about the adult pool and fitness on deck twenty seven. Yes, so. <laughs> For those not traveling with their kids, we do have an adult-only pool on the, on the top floor. 
It's all part of the uh, Chelsea Hotel Toronto. You can find more info on their website, chelseatoronto.com. And Tracy Ford is the Director of Public Relations for the Chelsea Hotel Toronto. There, I didn't mix up your name. So (laughs) (laughs) appreciate uh, chatting with you, Tracy. Thank you. Yeah, it's great chatting with you as well, uh, Randy. I really appreciate it. Well, if traveling to Japan is something you've always wanted to do, going on a tour to help guide you along is probably a good way of going about it. One company that specializes in doing just that is Silk Holidays, and the sales and marketing manager for Silk Holidays is Kenny Fan. He joins us now. Hi, Kenny. Hi, Randy. Always a pleasure to chat with you. You're uh, very knowledgeable about the Asia area, and today we're going to talk about Japan. Uh, so I guess my basic question, and I always, I always have trouble when talking about a whole country because there's so much to cover, but if someone comes into your office and has an interest in visiting Japan, where would you even begin? Yeah, well, well, first of all, yes, um, you're absolutely correct, Randy. I mean, Japan, it's, it's, I would say, you know, I would like to mention like Japan has become increasingly popular among Canadian travelers. Uh, it's a small country, but yet it's so diverse by different regions. The country offers some very rich history and culture tradition, but yet it is recognized to be the world top leading advanced and modern country. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, you know, many of our travelers and of our clients, they actually require to visit the second or the third times to really, really see the most part of the country. And also, plus the accessibility to Japan now these days is ever so easy now. Mm-hmm. And there are multiple flights departing from Vancouver and or Calgary to city like Tokyo and Osaka in Japan. Uh, so I guess the, you know, looking on your website now, silkholidays.com, you do offer a number of different types of tours. If I want to just kind of get an overview, or there's, is there one that's, that's pretty popular among uh, people, first-time visitors? Yes, correct. Um, we do offer a wide variety of tours to Japan. Uh, however, for someone who came in and, and say, I've you know, never been to Japan, our classical Japan tour is among the most popular itinerary. The, uh, the program does bring, does bring them to see the highlights of Japan. But of course, you, know, you are going to experience one of the biggest metropolitan, uh, metropolis city of Tokyo, mm-hmm. where the tour will bring you to see the, face, the famous fish market, the latest landmark in Tokyo, the Sky Tree Tower, and plus many different you know, temples and shrines. And we will also travel to the iconic Mount Fuji, so up to the mid-level where you will able to, to have a whole panoramic view of the Lake Ashi, and we will also be overnight at a hot spring resort in the area. Um, after, we'll continue the trip to go on a bullet train to the ancient city of um, Kyoto, mm-hmm. where we will visit some of the uh, UNESCO World, World, World Heritage Site, like the Golden Pavilion. Uh, uh, at the last part of the itinerary, we'll also go visit Hiroshima, where we'll see the Peace Memorial Museum, the mm-hmm. atomic bomb site where um, from the World War II. Mm-hmm. To finish up, we will going back on a bullet train 
um, for the ride back to Tokyo. Just to add a side note, the bullet train can travel up to 300 kilometers per hour. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it is going to be a very amazing experience for a lot of us. I so was just going to ask day, you. Yeah. About mm-hmm. the bullet train. What's it like to be on the bullet train? Well, it's just amazing because um, <laughs> actually I, I've been on the bullet train uh, a couple of times and I just love it instead of going on a plane, honestly, because uh, you are able to really see the, a lot of countryside of the of Japan where you were not able to do that or see on, on, on a plane. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, a lot of our clients actually enjoy going on a bullet train, you know, and uh, in Japan especially. Well, it would be quite but an experience. And, yeah. Well, I would think don't, is, yeah. don't blink because you just might miss something because <laughs> you're going that fast. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's amazing actually when there's a, 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 the other, if there's a train that uh, coming from the other way, you felt like, woof, that's like, you know, there's a bullet just passed by your window. Or something. <laughs> I keep interrupting you. So tell me some of the other highlights. Uh, you mentioned, uh, well, let's start with, the, what about Mount Fuji? I think that's probably, a, a, is that a, a number one thing that uh, people have on their list when they go to Japan? Correct. I mean, it is the iconic, um, you know, uh, 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 iconic site in in Japan, and a lot many people who say never really it was the first time going to Japan. The Mount Fuji is definitely one of the one of the you know one of the place that they will they will have to go, mm-hmm. and um, it is uh, it is uh, so. Uh, for the for the country of Japanese people, it is a very important mountain to them. So it is a definitely number one recommendation for someone who never been to Japan. Mm-hmm. So now, when you're booking uh, this itinerary, is it part of a small group? Uh, does it have set days that it's always leaving on? How does that work? It is a set date departure, and uh, we do have uh, we, our program is valid until March next year. Okay. So uh, 2020. So the 10 days, some um, uh, programs will include your airfare from Vancouver, uh, accommodation with breakfast, all the domestic transfer in between city, guided sightseeing tour, and also your tax. Well, nice. I guess looking at well, you mentioned Tokyo is such a large city; it can become overwhelming if you if you've never been. So it's it's mm-hmm. kind of nice that you have a tour guide that's kind of holding your hand and and helping you uh, make your way through the city, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, I heard a lot of people when they never been to you know the big city of Tokyo, first time when they when they go uh, when uh, went to the uh, go on the city and then you know go onto the subway subway station, they were so overwhelming. So they were so glad to ha- actually have a guy with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit yeah. about uh, Hiroshima and uh, the peace memorial there. I think that would be quite a moving experience, wouldn't it? Yes, exactly. So I've been there uh, two times. So um, it's a very um, uh, ex- I, it was a very calm experience for me because um, they do, you know, uh, they bring you up uh, back to the history about the World War Two. So the original atomic bomb site is also located in uh, in the in the area. So um, you know, a, a lot of um, story behind it. So it's um, you know, for again for uh, for for the Hiroshima, the location itself is very important for many Japanese people. Mm-hmm. And what is your favorite part of this tour? Do you have a favorite spot or uh, something that big high? that you always like to to enjoy? Really? Yeah, so my, my favorite part is always go on the hot spring resort <laughs> <laughs> where you could actually really enjoy yourself um, for the night and then they have a really natural hot spring, um, you know, um, area where you could actually, you know, really enjoy it for, for a night. And what about uh, mm-hmm. meals? Uh, you mentioned some meals are included along with this. Mm-hmm. And- 
That's right. Yeah. So all breakfasts are included. So and also along with uh, some meals, not all meals, but uh, most meals are also included. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, food in general, I think, uh, would be uh, quite the thing in Japan to, to enjoy, right? That's right, yeah. So at the same time, we actually always encourage our clients to try out some of the popular local activities. Like, for example, watch a sumo wrestling match, <laughs> learn how to make sushi, or even participate in a traditional Japanese tea ceremonies. And these are the fun activities that really bring the understanding and learn the local culture and tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we, we, you mentioned uh, Kyoto as, an, as another spot on the uh, site. What's some of the highlights in Kyoto. Yes, so there are obviously a lot of temples and shrines that you are going to visit because it is one of the ancient cities in Japan. So one of the highlights in, in, in Kyoto is the Golden Pavilions. So actually the whole temple or the whole pavilion, it's actually in a color of gold. So it's amazing when you're actually under the sun. That's how, how beautiful that will be. Mm-hmm. And, and highlight some of the accommodations. What are the hotels like you're staying at? That's right. Yeah. So we are using a four-star hotel. So they are all located in uh, in a convenience area where if you decided to, you know, after the tour, if you decide to just want to go out at night, you are definitely feel free. And Japan is actually one of the safest or perhaps the mm-hmm. safest country in the world. Um, there's no problem of going out at night at, a, at any given area. So it's always, uh, we'd actually recommend people after the tour, if you still have some energy left on, on, <laughs> on you, so go out and just go out and walk around to really experience, you know, what's uh, Japan or what's the city can offer. Mm-hmm. So what's the weather like now in Japan and when is a good time to go? When is the most popular time to go? Yeah, well, Japan is really a year-round destination where you can always find different festivals and celebrations at different regions. Um, spring is the prime season to go to Japan as because of the famous cherry blossom period. Mm-hmm. Summer is where there are many celebrations and festivals happen. Fall season has the most pleasant weather and temperature. And especially, I like to also say the winter season is the paradise for many win- uh, winter activities lovers, where uh, there are many world-renowned ski resorts in the country. Mm-hmm. Well, it all sounds uh, like a fantastic way to see Japan, especially if you've never been before. You get to touch on the highlights. Uh, you can find more information on the Silk Holidays website, silkholidays.com. And Kenny Fan is the sales and marketing manager for Silk Holidays. It's always a pleasure to chat. Kenny, thank you again. Thanks, Randy. Thanks for having me on. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. I want to thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, take a minute, rate the show, leave us a review, and tell a friend about the podcast. And if you want to drop me a line, my email address is randy at theinformedtraveler.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler, or you can follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.